You're about to listen to the amazing Trek Off podcast, but did you know there's also an amazing Trek Off movie in production right now? Watch the trailer at trekoffmovie.com. That's trekoffmovie.com. Also, if you want to hear over 100 hours of Trek Off, you can find that at trekoffpodcast.com or search Trek Off in your iTunes or your pod feed or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. Search for Trek Off. Finally, you can find lots more podcasts at Geeks Radio, the home of Trek Off podcast. Who Garrett and RJ go to Hollywood Ninjas versus you all at geeksradio.com. Now enjoy Trek Off. Warning the following podcast has plot spoilers and naughty language, so listener discretion is advised. It's time for Trek Off Enterprise Double D. Hey Trekoff fans, it's Justin, and today Alexia and I are going to continue our conversation about The Next Generation Season 3. Now, we're about halfway through the season. If you want to hear the first half of the season reviewed, you can go to however you're listening to this, or go to trekoffpodcast.com or search Trekoff, whatever you need to do, but find the episode before this one, because this is a continuation of that. So, without further ado, here is The Next Generation Season 3, Part 2. Here is what some people call the best episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. I disagree, but some people say this is the best. Episode 315, original air date, February February 19, 1990. Teleplay by Eric Stephen Bear, Richard Manning, Hans Beimler, and Ronald D. Moore. Directed by David Carson. The name of the episode is Yesterday's Enterprise. The, enter- the appearance of the Enterprise C coincides with the time rift that causes a dramatic shift in history, creating a universe where Tashiar is alive and the Federation is at war with the Romulans. This is astounding from moment one. Um, uh, you don't like it. I'm just trying to think of, like, I guess what's still resounding in my head is the best episode of Star Trek ever. It is so tight. It's, it's really so good. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not really, really good. Like, just... Based on that, I don't know that I would call it that. I don't either. Um, I think I, I. So my favorite episode. Phenomenal. This actually has my favorite female captain of all time in it. Rachel and, Garrett. Huh. Rachel Garrett. Is that who plays the Captain the Garrett? Captain? Yeah. Yeah. She is. Uh, she is. She is what I wanted Janeway to be. She's fucking phenomenal. She's perfect. She's not yeah. shitty. She's not bitchy. She is a fucking captain. She's like, we need to do whatever we need to do, and she's willing to take her her crew back just to die because of what it would mean for them to die. So like, here's. So here's a here's here's basically oh. a, a review of the episode. The episode starts off, and it's in our normal timeline. They see a time rift, and suddenly there's this great dissolve. Where where Picard's like saying, "What's this?" and he looks behind him, and Worf says, "I don't know." And he looks back, and there's this dissolve, and the lighting changes, and his costume changes, and he does the same look back, and behind him is Tasha, and you're like, "What the fuck is going and, on?" And you spend like the first ten minutes of the fucking show going, "What?" Like, because Mister like Mister A, like I said, never had seen this episode, and he's like. What the fuck is going on? Like I was like, yeah. you have to keep um, watching. <laughs> like that will become evident. But like, it, yeah, you're like really confused for a while. Like, yeah. what, 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 what's happening? Um, and it, and, and no one and seems it, to notice that everything's changed except Guinan has like some. And, and I love that she has that, and I love that she knows that Tasha was supposed to have died, and I love like I just love what this does. And, then, and then all she can say is that it's wrong. 
Yeah. Right? Like, she doesn't have details. She doesn't, you know, she's like, it should have been like, like, she's just like, I don't know what to tell you other than it's wrong. This isn't how things how it's supposed to be. Like, like whatever was there before that was good, it has been destroyed. And we need to make it better. Because someone from the future came through and changed the fucking timeline. There is no alternate timeline (laughs) going on in this episode. Stop it. We're watching through Gaiden, who is aware yeah. of the shift, and then when we go back, we go back to the other timeline. Yes, I know. I know. I know. I'm just having fun. Deal with it. Just having some fun. <laughs> um, uh, great to see Tashiar again. Um, oh, much yeah. better than she will be as Sila. Um, uh, I just, like, for, and her cho- it gives it, you know what? It's so much better than the way she went out initially. Like, it's yeah. like redeeming. You know what I mean? Because she goes out, like, in such a senseless bullshit kind of way. And this way, she gets to go out, like, doing there's her so, shit. And that's what I'm saying. Know? There's so much about this episode to love. There's so much to love. Like, I love the Enterprise C because it looks a little bit like the old Enterprise. Oh, yeah. Like, I love the Enterprise C. I, I like the captain. I like that Shooter McGavin is the Shooter first McGavin officer. Shooter McGavin is the first officer. I, like, I love I, I love. Tasha kind of hooking up. And I like Tasha. I like what it does with time. I love time travel shit. I love how Guinan behaves. I love how Picard is totally different. I love the costumes. I love what's happening in this episode. This is so much fun, and it, it shows like the di- like like what's so great about it is the pivotal event that's sort of like it's not that they win, it's no. the show of solidarity. Yeah, you they lose, I mean? and the Klingons honor that. Yeah, so like it's, it's about the Klingons are all about honor, right? So it's not about them winning or losing or doing whatever. It's about them standing by them. So yeah, so of course at like, the end, Tasha Yar goes back with the Enterprise C and helps them battle just a little longer than they would normally have been able to and then they correct the timeline and everything's good but Tasha Yar is back there with him with them which is how she then has a child um, it's just fun and and it's a great episode um, and like I said yeah. the fucking the captain of that ship is she's so awesome from start to finish like she doesn't know what's going on she wants she she's like listen just tell me you know what I mean she's she's very like no bullshit but she's not bitchy or shitty and she's you know you just told me how we've got to blend and I've been telling my crew for the past however long like we've got to we've got to get with the program and we've got to blend and now you're telling me we can't be here like yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and they have this very like, he, like the both of them have this very human conversation, you know. And at the end of it, she, you know, she does what needs doing, and it's fucking awesome. She's like, they'll do what they need to do, and it's like, now, fuck yeah, man. Um, you know, I'm starting to feel about this season. Once we got past the clunky first three episodes or so, um, the way that I did when we were in the original season, like season one, when you're like, oh, that's great, because here's another one, another one <laughs> that. That is a devastating episode for me. Episode 316, original air date March 12, 1990, written by Renee Echeverria and directed, the very first one to be directed by Jonathan Frakes. The name of the episode is The Offspring. Data creates an android daughter using his own neural network, but Starfleet wants to take custody of her. Um, The fact that we even have to rehash this whole issue, like, oh my gosh, makes me so angry every time I watch it. And Lol is just—it's just heartbreaking. And And funny, and she's she's funny, and you fall in love with her. Oh, you absolutely fall in love with her. And Starfleet is wrong, and the way she the way she taps her chest when she's feeling things. Oh, I know. Um, 
so, 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 so what happens is Starfleet is essentially like, we don't think that this is a great place for well, her to grow yeah, up. I mean, Data makes a child, like, like you or I would, only how he would, right? Because he doesn't have biological parts to procreate with, so he creates his child. And Starfleet basically comes in like Child Protective Services going, this is not a safe place for you. We'll put all our children on this ship. But you can't have yours here. Uh, we, um, yours is a machine and it's a very you know advanced machine, so we yeah. need to take that back to the lab. And so like, and, and so you. she she freaks out, has an overload after meeting and everybody loving her, and has an overload and Data tries to save her and is unable to do so, and then absorb her, absorbs her consciousness into himself. But the line that always gets me was the the asshole doctor who was gonna take. I know he's such a dick the whole fucking time. And then at the end, like he's not a person, like law, like she's not a person. But then, then at the very like, very end, he's like, I've never seen anybody move so fast, yeah. and just like I'm getting goose. I, mean, I know, it's like he realized in that moment what a dick Data he was. Data loved her. Data loved her loved in her the only way he could. Yes. Um, and just, when she says, I'll, I'll, I'll love us enough for the both of us, like, I can't... Yeah. I, oh, it just, I mean, I challenge you not to cry your eyes out. It's so... This is... Oh, heart-wrenching. The, the, fact that, the fact that we've gone from like the enemy to the two good like military episodes to Deja Q to the a matter of perspective to yesterday's enterprise to this this is astounding yeah. television astounding astounding television we'll ignore the shitty Troy episode this is astounding <laughs> television um, I uh, yeah, but I do see what you're saying. Like when you put this next to you know weird you know car salesman fucking half betazid dude, like I will never watch that episode over this one. Yeah, this even is though just... this one will give me puffy eyes and I'll be crying for like or the half one an before, hour. Or, or the, the one, one before, before, or the one before, or the one before. I mean, it's just like it's it's or so the nanites. Good. You're right. Like I will watch this one. Yeah. Um, which leads us to the next one. Uh. <sighs> It just gets better and better. <laughs> um, it just doesn't let up. <laughs> episode 317, March 19th, 1990. Um, episode 317, Worf's long-lost brother Kern appears and draws Worf into a battle for his family's honor with the unscrupulo unscrupulous Duras clan. Duras. Um, this is... Uh, I'm looking... I'm looking... Is this... Is this the one where uh, where she dies? Where his wife dies? No, that's later. Is it? This is the one where he... This is the beginning of the all. This is where he... Be, be, I think this is the one where he gets discombinated. Where he yeah, accepts that's right. discombination that's right. to yeah. save their asses oh my because God. they're oh. so yeah, far... Right. Where, where they all ass. turn their back on him at the end. And... Yeah, and it's like, fuck you guys. Like, and he And because he's... You know what I mean? Like, he's basically giving his father up as a traitor for like the greater political good, which is like such an unfucking Klingon thing. Like it's so, you know what I mean? Like they've really established Klingons a certain way, and then you see this episode, and you're like, what the fuckity fuck fuck? Yeah, they're all. It's all on the surface. All the honor shit yeah, is on the surface. That's not honorable. Fucking Duras yeah. is a dishonorable fucking traitor. And fuck Kern is guy. awesome. Kern is like Tony Todd, the candy fucking man. I'm fucking the candy man is a beast in this episode. Yeah, he's just and, great. And, and of course he won't let him. Like he's like, you can't be my brother because this can't this can't touch you. Like, 
It's uh, is this the uh, first time we get to the Klingon home? No, I guess maybe we did in the second season, maybe. But this is the first time I really this is feel the first like time we're, we're involved in the political process, yeah. and like we we find out, you know, like yeah. like so many, like it's just sort of it's so disenchanting, you know. Like, what the I mean? fact like, that this this is now episode like six in a row that's just brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. But and now it's like Klingon central. It's awesome. I mean, this is this this season three and next gen is is really living up to. Like, like living up to being astounding. It's pretty um, much great and stuff. I'm going to the next one. I'm so scared we're about to hit a clunker. I'm like so scared. <laughs> like, please don't let it be bad. Don't be the shitty one. Don't be the shitty one. Um. Uh. Well. Uh oh. <laughs> this is not as good, but still fun. It's fun, but it's a step down from the six before. Episode 318, Allegiance, written by Richard Manning, directed by Winrick Colby, original air date March 26, 1990. Captain Picard is kidnapped by aliens and replaced with a double who gets trashed and hits on Beverly Crusher. Meanwhile, the real Picard must work with unruly aliens to try to escape. He's in a puzzle, and, and you get duplicate Picard being fun. Um, and you get the rest more, of... I think it's more about getting to see... Um, how they react because it's 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 him and it's like and yet you're like there's those little clues and it's like what does it take right like and this is a little fantasy I do sometimes like I go like what would it take like for Mr. A to realize it wasn't me right like it, like what would I do or what series of things would I do or have to do that would be like that's enough. Like, I don't care if you look like I'm going to watch like all a... the Esri episodes. She's my favorite. <laughs> watch that one. Can I also watch all the episodes of Buffy where people die? I've decided it's good. Well, I that, just would be, watch... that would be really obvious, though, and he'd be like, where the fuck is my wife? I want to watch sad, sad thing. <laughs> I, really, I really love Esri, and I really love the way that Joss Whedon always casts little petite girls. I really think that's the way it is. I really think that's the best thing ever. That's the best thing and, But I'm sad when they die, because they die, but I like being sad in that way. But it's I love really being sad. I love it when people die. It's pretty great. I really, really hope that Wonder Woman's a petite little girl, too. I really, I, mean, I have no. Started, man. But rather, I have no opinion about the Wonder Woman, really. Actually, when I think about it, I don't really have a sci-fi thing. Can we watch some Friends? Um, <laughs> hey, I do like Friends. Don't do that. <laughs> fuck Friends up their friend asses. Sorry. Really? Except for the one where where Phoebe teaches Joey French, because that's pretty fucking funny. Um, <laughs> the rest of them. They're all pretty fucking funny, dude. I don't know what's wrong with you. Um. I like this episode, but I see what you're like. It's not like the stakes aren't as high as in you know the other ones. I'll grant well, and, you and, that. And sometimes but the stakes are personal. Sometimes the stakes are political. Sometimes, I mean, it's 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 just between after the 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 run you just had, you know. And I guess you're not going to keep it up. Yeah, Here's I mean, one. you can't. Like you don't have the emotional stamina for that. Here's an actress that we talked about last time. Episode three nineteen, written by Ira Stephen Bear, directed by Chip Chalmers, April second, my birthday, nineteen ninety. Episode three nineteen, Captain's Holiday. Picard goes to Risa for vacation and meets an archaeologist named Vash, who is searching for an artifact from the future, which is coveted by aliens from that era as well as her own. And like, frankly, this one too is just a—it's a fun episode. It's not—it's fun, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you've got fucking Picard. On the planet, you know, after Riker tells him to get this, what does he tell him to get? The like Horgon. The, the Horgon. <laughs> he's like, got that thing out there, and he's like, basically... It should be called The Whore Came Back. Right? <laughs> and it's like... The Whore not asshole. gone, the Whore right here. <laughs> and you 
is like, Riker, you fucking dick. Like, he doesn't want to just get a bunch of fucking scattered ass. Do you want, do you want Mahajaran? Are you seeking Mahajaran? <laughs> like, no. Is Mahajaran no. a blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, do I look like I have a fucking book in my hand? Do I look like I'm waiting for fucking whatever that is? But will you stick a pinky in? <laughs> just to see how it feels. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's. It's fun. It's a little bit sexy. It's you know what I mean. But it isn't. If if the Robin Hood episode did not happen later, this would be utterly forgettable, utterly utterly forgettable. I wouldn't care about it. Um, as a companion piece to the later Robin Hood episode, I guess it, I'm more invested because I know what happens later. I think it, I like it better on a rewatch than I probably would have liked it at the time. At the time, I would have been like, okay, that's okay. Um, but like, there... I mean, I think it's cool to see a you know a different side of Picard. Yeah, but didn't we just do that the episode before where we got to see the the? But it wasn't. But that wasn't Picard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like this is actually getting to see what Picard, you know, away from. Like the thing is, he's not really. He likes a little excitement. He's not really laid back guy, right? Like yeah. he doesn't really want to just like chill on a beach. I mean, I feel like I feel like we're splitting hairs. I feel like I'm going, it's not that good, and you're going, it's not that bad. But ultimately, none of us are going, it's really good. No, I mean, it's not. To be clear, it's not when compared to those other episodes. Like, other than for him to have a sort of personal relationship with with her, it's it's not. Well, and here I am, ready to say the same thing about the next episode, um, episode uh -oh. April twenty third, nineteen ninety. The na name of the episode is Tin Man. The crew encounters a life form which resembles a biological starship, which a disturbed telepath attempts to help protect from the Romulans. Um, it just feels like a smorgasbord. Uh, I mean, yeah, because you've got the guy. Who, I'm, a, I'm the guy. I was, I was Mayor really, Richard. Yeah, he's Mayor really, Richard really Wilkins the third from Buffy. Um, well, who he is, is he? He's Mayor Richard Wilkins the third from Buffy. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and and I'm a telepath, but I'm crazy and I'm anti-social. Well, he's, he's the thing is, it's I mean, it's talking about you know him being. More telepathic than other people. Right? Well, here's the thing, right? I wouldn't mind an episode about an alien that can live in space, or an episode about a telepath, or even an episode about a Romulan. But just like it feels like they just threw them all together in an episode. Listen, let's just like there were like three ideas, and in the writers' room, they were like, well, "What about this? Let's throw this. Yeah, with this. Okay, this all works. Good. Let's make an episode out of it." But then, what's it the is... episode about? Like, it's like I think you get a good flow because you've got he's always inundated he has trouble like existing just in the world right like he has trouble shutting out all of the stuff and he's and then you've got this alien who's all alone and he can find peace there you know what i mean like they can help each other and it's and it just yes, shows i, I feel I like the plot, to say but i just i'm don't saying care. There's, there's i'm saying you know it communicates that there's some place in the universe for everyone i guess Maybe I a guess. little more idealistic than you. I think you're stretching. <laughs> um, uh, I think that I think that it's just not not great. Um, not bad. I mean, if it's on, I'll let it run. But I mean, it's one of those ones. Some of these some of these ones so often have, have would turn these on as um, as like my kids were going to sleep and I would turn it on as they were going to sleep and sometimes I would fall asleep and occasionally I would go back to where I fell asleep and watch the rest of the episode. If I got like two thirds of the way through Tin Man. I'm not going to go, like, rewind to finish watching it. I'll just go on to the next one. Like, I just don't. Um, yeah, I suppose yeah. that's probably true. 
Um, here is this is an interesting conversation I'm going to have with you. The name of the uh, next episode, episode 321, April 30th, 1990. Cliff Bowl directed. Sally Caves uh, wrote it. Uh, name of the episode is Hollow Pursuits. Lieutenant Barkley creates holographic versions of the ship's crew as an escape from having to deal with the real ones. Um, I'm going to say this right off about Lieutenant Barkley. I really like Lieutenant Barkley. I adore Lieutenant Barkley. Hello. I, you know who that is. It's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um but Hello A team anyone. But I, I want to say this about It's Murdoch with a with the, trash bag. With the exception of the episode where he gets really, really smart, the nth degree, I don't feel like he ever had a really good episode. Like I don't love this episode. I like him. I really like this episode and I'll tell you why. Like Because, because of his holodeck fantasies? Yes. Because of Tiny uh, Riker? His holodeck fantasies are very funny. Um, there's like I do like that it's very entertaining and it's a fun episode, but I like that there's something really deep in embedded in that, and it's and it's the way that that Jordy re, like behaves and the way that um because well, everyone's that Picard kind of behaves. everyone's kind of shitty. Yeah, everyone's kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. And Picard's like, dude, no. Become his best friend. No, Be I like his that best stuff. friend. I love that. I love that whole thing because it's like here's this pro- like we could just shuffle him off as a problem, but let's find out. Let's find out how we can help this guy be be better. Yeah, like, I know. Let's not throw him away. Like that's not the right way. Like I, and I just love that idea. Like it's so awesome because I it's, know. it's and, something we don't do like in our society. I feel like you know what I mean. Like it's, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I, it's I, I, just beautiful. It is. Be- I like that they do that. Although I, I feel it, it makes that their characters not look so hot. The fact that they had to do that. It's human. Uh-huh. That's the thing. Like human beings. Like it's hard when you like he says, "Dude, I've tried. Like I don't know what to do." You know, and, and you know, and that's the thing that I love about it because we all know Jordy's not like some dick. You know, it's Jordy. This one, he is kind of a little bit of a but dick. But he isn't. Like he's struggling with it, and and he's like, I don't know what to do, man. Like, and I think it it helps that it's somebody that we know is a good person because it's like we all have that problem. There's, you know what I mean? We all have circumstances yeah. and social situations with people that like I don't really know how to to behave with this person. I don't know what to do with this person. And well, and I've and I've no. always, you know, look, let's face it, I've always felt like I was Barkley in this situation. I never felt like I was Jordy. I always felt like I was the guy that people are just sort of fucking putting up with. I've always sort of felt that. It's always been my fear. And maybe that's why I never really liked Barkley because I was like, maybe I felt like it shone too bright a, shone too bright a spotlight. Mm-hmm. You know, like like before I was able to be funny and be effusive and be, you know, be the kind of guy who could have a podcast. Like this microphone is in many ways the holodeck for me. Like you know me in real life. Like in real life, sometimes I'm funny, but sometimes am I not awkward and like sitting in the corner and not knowing what to say? I mean, is this true? I mean, you know me. Is this not true? Yes. This is like if it like on the mic, I can be funny and I can come up with funny things and I've got like like I'm I'm good at this at this thing that I can do on the mic. I, I think that over the course of doing the show, I've become very good at it. But you put me in a party. And fucking, I don't know You're what to like do. You're like awkward. Like I don't know what do I do with my hands. <laughs> I mean, and, but you know me. Is there not a little bit of Bar- Barkley in me in social situations? A little bit. Like I could certainly see where where you're saying that. Like I, you know, and I don't think people think of you like Barkley. If that helps. Oh, thanks. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh. Um, but but uh. if that's if that's the case, am I like am I not different than me right now on mic or me on camera? 
Like, am I yeah. not different? And, and so, in a way, this creates that sort of level of fantasy, um, that, that level of separation that, that allows me to be confident when I don't have to, when I know the room is mine, when I know the form is mine, I'm okay. When mm -hmm. I don't know the form is mine and I need to somehow interact in a multifaceted forum, well, then <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm broccoli. I'm, I'm broccoli. broccoli. Um, so that being said, this is not his best episode. The nth degree is a fucking great episode. It's coming up. Um, I don't know if it's this season or not, but man, oh man, he gets cool. Um, and I like him on Voyager. He's actually, I really like his character on Voyager a lot. So I'm glad that Barkley's here, and I like the holodeck fantasies, but the rest of it, meh. Um, let's see what's I next. Don't know. I like, I like the foundation of it. I like the message that's that's clearly in this episode, which is that, you know, everybody. Like you should always try to understand people and and do the best that sure. you can to you know what I mean to help them feel welcome. You know, yeah, like he was he was scared and shy. Like it's not like he's a bad like Barkley yeah. isn't some you know bad guy either. You know, like that's that's yeah. what I think is the takeaway. Like how we can treat each other better as people out in the world. So maybe the episode has a bunch of great parts. I just feel like it doesn't gel as well as maybe the next episode does. Because I like the next one a lot. Oh, right. Um, episode 322, it's 22nd of season 3. Original air date, May 7th, 1990. The name of the episode is The Most Toys. While the crew, belie crew believes that Data is dead, he is actually being held hostage by a being who wants to add him to his collection of interesting collectibles. I love this episode. This is fun. This is a battle of wills between this one guy who is and he's a collected, clever fellow, you know. And he's clever and he is dark, and mm -hmm. and and the things he makes Data do and Data's and way the ways that Data like tries to not like when he yeah. won't talk or move or do anything when he brings his little friend by to see him. Yeah. Oh. Um, they uh they introduce at the end of this and episode. And the one where Lulu 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 Lulu. What? This is the one where Data does that. Like, and it's so fun. Like, Lulu, Lulu, Lulu. Like, so basically, he's giving Data the tour of his stuff, and one of them is like a creature that's like in a like in a tank. Oh yeah, when Data's and left by himself, when Data's right, left by himself, whoever's like, watching. Like he's you know being all cutesy with the thing to get it to come out, and like when Data's alone, it's like he's trying to do it himself. Lulu, 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 Lulu. It's fucking hysterical. Um, they, they introduce the concept of this really horrible disruptor that takes like twenty seconds to kill you. Right. And this guy kills the woman who's like being nice to Data. Um. And at the Who's end like of the his right hand woman or whatever. Yeah. Like just obsessively for how many years? For like a, b a bajillion years, like for a long time. Yeah. And he doesn't care and he's horrible. And Data goes, I can't allow this to continue. Gets the, the, gets the disruptor and then gets beamed over. And it looks like he's about to fucking kill him. It uh -huh. looks like Data's about to kill this guy. But Data it's like, gets, a, but you know, it's not an emotional reaction because he doesn't have emotions. Like it's a logical you know, one. Here's the thing: Do you know it's not a, an emotional <laughs> reaction? And that's the big question mark at the end of the episode because because they go there was there was you know something coming out of this phaser or this disruptor and Data's like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm, I don't know. Must <laughs> be a mistake know. on your sensors. Who knows? I gotta go. You know, and and and. At the end, you know, Data goes and sees him in jail, and he's like, you, you must feel a lot of gratification. And Data, which is hate in his eyes, hate and gratification, goes, I feel nothing. I'm just an android. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, but you really don't. You get that sense of he's going, you, you motherfucker. Do. You like it's it's interesting. Like you do, I, and what's what's what I wonder, like, is if you were to watch that moment without having watched the whole episode, if you didn't, or if you didn't know anything about it, like, I wonder if that's actually in the performance, or if we put that there. Right, like if our own, like, because a lot of times, like you know, you've seen the old trick, you know, where it's like they'll, like they'll show, uh, you know, the state, the exact same still image in a movie or whatever, and like the scene before it will be a happy one, and they'll think it's a happy man smiling, and or the scene before will be a really sad, and they'll think it's a sad man frowning, but it's like literally the same shot. Like, I wonder, like, if that's us projecting and humanizing, right? Because we've seen what this guy's done. He's obviously a fucking monster. Well, yeah, but I think they want us to think that. I, I think mean, they I think... do, too. I absolutely, To be clear, I think that's the point. I think that that's what they're trying to get us to do. But I wonder if it's actually in there or if it's, you know, because we've because it's been built up through the episode. Well, no, because I think the irony is, is I don't think it's subtext. I think it's overt. When he goes, he goes I'm just an android. I think the irony is supposed to be in your face. You know, but either way, I guess fuck what I'm saying is he's not actually being like I'm just like he's not actually sh- like spitting it out and being all shitty, right? No, I think I think that guy ends up being on a show called Is it Warehouse 13 that he's yes, part of? Yes, I think. Yeah, so. so he ends up being there. And I did you get to meet him when we were at Shore Leave? I did. He was, yeah, he was kind of cool. He cool is guy. cool. Yeah, like and um, he, you know, I just and I love his performance in that episode. He's fucking phenomenal. Like it's it's good. Like he's every bit a fucking monster. <laughs> like. So here, now we follow that one, that good one, with one of the greats. With one of the greats. Of all time. Of all time. You'll love this one. Uh, episode 323, original air date, May 14th, 1990, the end of eighth grade for me. Um, I, the name of the episode is Sarek. When Spock's father, the famed ambassador, comes on board, strange outbreaks of violence begin to afflict people close to him. That doesn't get close to describing what happens in this episode. No. Sarek's getting old and is getting Vulcan Alzheimer's, where he can't control his emotions anymore. It's making everybody else have emotional outbreaks, and that's, I guess, the plot of the episode. But the heart of the episode is that he can't control his emotions anymore, and he has to go be part of this, this like, discussion where he needs to be logical. So Picard, who is um. Somehow better suited than any of the like ten Vulcans on board. I know that um, it was so funny. It's when we watched this episode for the first time. Like it's so interesting. Like I didn't even like I don't think of that even remotely. But Mr. A is like quick to be like, no, wait a minute. Why is he giving these emotions to Picard instead of like I don't know one of those two Vulcans with him? Oh, well, okay. So here's here's an idea. <laughs> here's an idea. Maybe. Picard is the only person cleared to know his secrets. Like, he would know a bunch of shit, top secret shit. Would so, he? I mean, I mean, you guess, sure. yeah, it's a mind meld, so... So maybe that's sharing it. sharing a conscious... I don't know. <laughs> or maybe, maybe Picard's the only one who could handle it because another Vulcan would go crazy or shit. Um, or maybe, like, like I, I think what I said to Mr. A was, I think I was like, um, well, they've got to assist him in the meetings and stuff. Like, Picard can't do that. Like true. Picard isn't needed in the in the proceedings, right? That's true. And we know he's formidable and he's tough. You know, he's not just. He, I wouldn't expect him to just like give his fucking consciousness to some random ensign. Now, as good as Sarek is in this episode, and as good as um, the episode it's, is on its own, what makes this episode astounding 
is Patrick Stewart. Oh, I know. His performance when he is just breaking down all alone. I mean, this is where you oh see. My God, this he's is where such you a see fucking amazing what actor. What an actor you have. Yes. You know, and I said this. I've said this a couple episodes ago. As good as William Shatner is, he can't do this. He would not be able to. No, I don't. He would not be able off. to sell this the way that um, Patrick Stewart does. You're right. Um, Patrick Stewart is a beast. In oh this my movie. god! It's Incredible. like. I have such an actor heart on during that scene. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah. I almost, when it's done, I almost want to rewind and just be like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, and, and listen, because we had not yet seen Spock, we didn't know that was coming. When he goes, Spock, when he says Spock, I remember being like, he said Spock. <laughs> he cares about Spock. Because <laughs> um, you don't get a lot of original series callbacks. Um, I know. And when they generation. happen, though, I love them so. Yeah. I really do. Because um, you feel that continuity, which you know I love, and original series, which you know you love. So a brilliant episode all around. Um, like, just, I mean, brilliant acting. And, and, and what you're dealing with, like, what would that be like, like, to just consider, you know, for a Vulcan? Well, it's Alzheimer's. And, I mean, that's what it is. That's what you're seeing is uh, Alzheimer's. It's just, yeah, it's heartbreaking. Hey, Let's follow that with what some people consider to be the worst episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Really? I don't, I don't agree, but this is it. Um, episode 324, original air date May 28, 1990, written by some people you'll never see again, directed by a guy you'll never see again. Um, the name of the episode, Menage a Troy. Deanna and Loaxana Troy are kidnapped and humiliated by Ferengi, while Riker seethes and plots escape. Now, Picard gets to do his love poem. Um, oh, it is so funny. I can't... The picture of which has become a Facebook meme. Like, like every time you see the picture of him with his hand out, and, and it says, what the, why the fuck? And then somebody writes something underneath, and his picture uh-huh. of Picard doing that. It's from this episode. But it's just, really, naked Troy and Luoxana with a bunch of Ferengi. I can't think of anywhere I'd like to be less. Um, I'm just, really? I'm waiting for the love poem. I'm just, I don't, I don't want to be on the planet with them. I don't know why she's on their date. I don't know, are they on a date now? Are they boyfriend? I don't boyfriend? know. Like now, that, that part is unclear. Are they? Now they, they're on. They're, the Ferengi are stupid. The the, I mean, they're they're. It's just ridiculous. It's dumb. It's, I don't know why they it's want what they want. It's a dumb episode. It's pretty dumb. It's pretty I mean, dumb. I'm not trying to say it's like the greatest episode ever or anything, to be clear. All right, so here's... here's I enjoy do. it. It's fun, and, and the end is so full of nummy goodness. So I'm going to lay this I'm going to lay this down for... And yes, the end is brilliant, but I'm going to lay this down for you. Um, I'm going to exclude the first two seasons of Next Gen because they were just finding their footing and we all know Shades of Grey is the worst or maybe the very, very racist episode of the first season with all the African-like people. Um, you know, with like basically having like tribal spears and stuff. It was just absolutely racist. So ignoring the first two seasons which have problems, if we find an episode for the rest of Star Trek, the next generation, that is worse than this one, let me know. Um, I think the one with that stupid half Bajoran guy is worse than this episode. The which one? With that... you know, slick used car salesman negotiator oh, half, guy. They, it's worse than this episode? I think it's no, worse than this one. No, it's not worse than this one. No, but it's look, totally worse than this one. We it's can all agree that the worst. Is this one? We can all agree it's the worst great. episode. 
the worst episode of Next Gen. Half Betazoid. Half Betazoid. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. We're both we, we, drunk and tired. Listen, when <laughs> fucking okay, that's the one where she where they get kidnapped by the Ferengis, and then Picard does the amazing poem at the end to to profess his love to her and how he'll kill anyone. Oh, oh right. Okay. Awesome episode. Ha! If you ignore everything in the episode, that's true. Um, moving on. Everything in the episode, that's true. Dude, you're just wrong. The half beta Z guy. That episode's totally worse than Menage a Trunk. Yes? Here's the I next mean, episode. I don't hate that episode as much as you do, but I definitely like Menage a Troy better. Ha! See? There. Definitive proof. Definitive. Positive. No, well, here's another shitty episode coming up. Um, <laughs> in, this, in, this, in this next shitty episode of Star Trek Next Generation. You have that shit all over your episode. Hey, you're hey. a TNG guy. <laughs> yeah, and what the fuck? You're supposed to No, be listen, was I, was I not boning TNG like just a few episodes ago? <laughs> you were awesome. You had it bent over and you were just doggy styling I'm, it all the way home. I'm, but I'm done now. I'm done sucking TNG's you're done, you're dick. Done sucking, you're done sucking TNG's dick. Well, one sure? more episode and then and then I'll have Did a big boner for you. just all in your face? Is that what Menage Troy was for you? Uh, no, <laughs> Menage, Menage Troy was farting in the promise? middle. It's farting it in the middle. farting while you were in the middle of your blowjob. <laughs> oh, no. Ah. <laughs> uh, next Generation episode title, Transfigurations. Uh, the Enterprise rescues a mysterious alien who brings Worf back from the dead before evolving to an energy being. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting, you know, he's wearing all white, and he's like, oh, I'm evolving to another state of being, and I have a shitty yellow special effect light, and now, yay, I'm free. It's, it, I mean, meh. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not like stellar, I guess. You know what it is? I mean, it's an ice cream sandwich. It's an ice cream. I mean, sandwich. It is the episode. I mean, they do. You know, he's being hunted by his own people because they're afraid of what he's becoming. I guess. Um, I guess. I never. Because they're afraid of the change. You know what I mean? They're afraid of of what these. I guess the sort of end result is that there's a group of these aliens that are exhibiting these you know changes and they're pretty much told or raised to believe that it's bad and and evil and it's it's just evolution. Yeah, but I don't love the guy. I don't love the science. I don't love the special effects and I don't love the plot. I'm bored through much of this episode. I will skip this episode every time. Um it's not as bad as Menage a Troy. It's not as bad as your Beta Z episode. Um it is just like I said, it's it's an ice cream sandwich. It's like an ice cream sandwich in elementary school where it's like it's not even a nutty buddy. It's like it's like kind of like it's it's a little melty and you're trying to trying to peel off the wrapper and it's, it's stuck like, to it and stuck it's... and it's like a little melty and you're you eat it and you're like yes it's very you weren't craving it. You weren't sitting around wanting those the the stale wet moist cookies on top of the bland <laughs> chemical filled <laughs> vanilla ice cream. You didn't want it because you have it, you eat it and it's not satisfying in any way, but it was uh, wasn't unpleasant, and that's how I feel about the episode. There was it's it's absolutely forgettable. It's a saltine cracker. It is here and gone, and it's a filler episode. If ever there was a filler episode, um, wow! Not, All I don't, that you don't like the special effects. No, and the guy and the and the I know whole, the guy doesn't really do it for me either. No, I mean, the, it just Once doesn't. Once we finally get to what's going on, I kind of dig it, but there's not the mystery isn't built well enough. I guess I, I will say that it's not. And I, and rewatching like eh, eh, but nah. that's okay because they knock it out of the park. 
on episode 26, uh, the 26th episode of season three, July 18th, 1990, written by Michael Pillar, directed by Cliff Bowl, The Best of Both Worlds, part one. Um, when the Borg kidnap Picard in an attempt to conquer humanity, Riker must assume command and work with Commander Shelby to come up with a plan to combat them. Now, there's not really a whole point of us going through this we, episode. Yeah, we did this. I mean, it's, it's, a terrible, episode. It's, it's a terrible episode. There's no point in us even talking about it. We no, already talked about no, it. no, no, no. <laughs> uh, if you want to hear our extended like, two-hour talk on well, it. I do nothing but bitch about fucking Shelby. Um, you can go back. Um, I, I do want to talk about it as a season ender. And how what it means for Star Trek instead of talking about the Borg and stuff, what it means for right, Star Trek is to have ended on such a huge cliffhanger. Like because that. because season three ends on a cliffhanger, season four ends on a cliffhanger, season five ends on a cliffhanger, season six ends on a cliffhanger, and then season seven is of course ends the end. Of, yeah, which goes into the movie. <laughs> um, D- DS9 basically becomes a series of cliffhangers after yeah. the end of season two. Um, uh, Voyager breaks the mold a little bit, and so does Enterprise. In that there aren't, they don't always end on cliffhangers. But this was the cliffhanger to end all cliffhangers, the one by which all else need to be judged. So if you like DS9 cliffhangers better than this one, the way you will say that you like it better than this one is you will go, oh, that episode, you know, season five, season season finale of DS9, that's even better than Best of Both Worlds. I mean, that's like this is. Whether or not it is better or not, this is the benchmark by which all others are compared. Like, this is, um, uh, as far as season finales go, the moment where Riker says, Mr. War, fire. fire. It's listed yeah. on, like, the top ten moments in all of television. I mean, yeah, it is... Killer. Um, uh, Star Trek had never done anything like this and made you fucking wait um, and and ratchet up the tension. And, and you know, maybe to their detriment... That they felt like they have to do this every time now, um, yeah. but uh, but maybe not. I mean, certainly the next one with the Klingon Civil War is, and most of DS 9s are great. You know, certainly I don't think that the we're all stuck back with Mark Twain needed to be a cliffhanger. You know, that, like that 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 that, <laughs> that, 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 that didn't make make you go, what's going to happen next? <laughs> you know, they're going to read Tom Sawyer next week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, they're they're like, but it it. What it did for Trek, what the season did for Trek, um, I would say, had this season gone another direction, even if the show had continued, but had only stayed around like season two quality, um, we wouldn't have all the Trek we have now. Um, there are clunkers in here, and we pointed them out. Uh, but the, you know, of the twenty-six, probably half. I mean, a lot of them are pretty fucking solid. Brilliant. Yeah, like the solid. ones that I would say were like, eh, like there's like. Two or three. The fucking half Beta Z one is not astoundingly bad. It's just, no, it's just not as good as everything else. Compared to the other stuff, it's like yeah. you know, like Menage a Troy. It's like fuck that shit. <laughs> um, I th- this like this kind of showed what episodic Star Trek in the, I guess, what was the modern age. It's so weird, because I go... I know, because that's what the modern age is like, not then. That was a long time ago, dude. We are old. Yeah, well, that, 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 that's what I'm thinking, right? That, this, is airing, this is airing 23 years after oh uh, after the beginning of the original series and, and 21 years after the end of the original series. But now we're looking at it has been 24 years since then. 
So it's been. Oh my longer, God, I'm so old. Been longer <laughs> since then than it was. And remember, at the time we were like, "Oh, this is new compared to what was." That was a long time. That was the '60s. That was long ago. And now we're like, <laughs> but next gen's like now. It's just like it's modern. It's good. <laughs> That's what happens when you get old, man? I know. Like, you don't notice. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> it never got better than that. Um. Uh, I'd be really interested to pick up season three on Blu-ray um, and see what they did and see how it looks different and better. Yeah. Um, I haven't done it. Um, it's I hard want to all me. the stuff on the Blu-ray. Honestly. Well, here's the thing. I don't. You don't need to get the original series on Blu-ray because they have the remastered Dude. on uh, Netflix. Dude, um, but they have it on Netflix. Like, if you want to watch the HD remastered original series, yeah, it's good available. luck having a connection that's actually going to show you. I mean, to be clear, I usually, for ease's sake, do watch it. On Netflix, but, but I, I mean, enjoy. As, as opposed to what you watch when you watch uh, Next Gen on Netflix, it's like it's really clearly like VHS quality still, and it's fuzzy, and and occasionally they'll have like the effects, like as they're go as the ship goes by, you'll see a little like 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 problem with the edge of the screen. <laughs> Or like that, you can just like see that the opticals were done there. Like I want to see this, like just the remastered colors the remastered and stuff. stuff. Um, I'd love to see it, and I hope that they put it on on Netflix. Cause why not? Well, I know why not, cause they're selling it right now, making tons of money. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> ain't cheap. Um, so I would love very very much to see to see this um done right and see if my opinion of some of it changes. Um, cause maybe Menage de Troy looks beautiful. Maybe I'm just watching those. I bet it does. I know. Th I like seeing them naked. But you oh, know, that's me. I like seeing a lot. I right. like naked nakedness. Na naked Be Mitchell Barrett is exactly what everybody wants. Oh, my gosh. She's hot. You shut your fucking mouth. She was. She was hot even then. No, she wasn't. No. Yes, she was. You're just a, she wasn't hot. And B, I'd she wasn't her. playing hot. She wasn't hot and she wasn't playing. Even if she had the capability. I to... would have done her. Just saying. Well, that's not saying a lot. Her, I wouldn't have kicked her out of bed for eating fucking crackers, okay? I, and I am very choosy when it comes to women. I would have kicked okay? her out of bed for being in bed. I just, dude. Your taste is questionable at best. Really? I don't yes. think I'm in the minority in terms of the male viewers of Star Trek The Next Generation as to whether or not they would want to bed. Of all the people they would want to, like all the like main and secondary female characters they would want, I think she might be at the bottom of the list. No. Who's not below a her? Moogie. Um, Moogie. Other than Moogie, who's below her? Who's below really? You don't think Pulaski is below her? I think Pulaski is even with her. Oh! Oh, what is wrong with you? I love how you just did the Vosh handshake. Oh <laughs> because you're making me spaz out and like go into seizure over here out of this I, ridiculousness that you Outside just of Pulaski. Outside of Pulaski then. Outside Pulaski. of Pulaski. Not Crusher, not Troy, not either Dax, not Kira, not, I mean, not even Avril Nechev, not even Janeway, you know. I, I would do her over fucking Esri. Esri's like at the top of my Star Trek list. That doesn't even surprise me a little bit. Well, sorry. That's fine. I'm just saying. I like Esri because she's awesome. That's yeah. That's exactly why. <laughs> you don't like things that are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Something's awesome. I just, I just hate. I hate. Fuck it. I don't like this. This is good. This I is good. This Fuck this. Fuck everything about it. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is season three of Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, if you don't want to watch that, you could just go to trekoffmovie.com and watch our trailer <laughs> about a hundred times, because I have. Um, you can watch it a bunch, and then you get your fix. You know? But listen, um, don't just watch it, man. Don't just watch don't it. Share it. Yeah, you got to share it on. And look, if you're one of the lucky people that we've like posted on your wall and said, "Hey, look at this," don't just like it. Copy it and repost it, because your friends won't see when I post shit on your wall unless they're also my friends. And my friends already know that I'm blasting this trailer. So put it up, man. Put it up and let people know this is happening. This movie's aiming for probably July, August, maybe September release. So we have right now about about five months before we're really going to try and get it done. We need to. Build interest and let people know it's out there. So now you don't just have to say, hey, I like this crazy podcast. You can go, hey, look at this. Check it out. See how cool they are. And then, like, we have, since we released the trailer, a bunch of people subscribe to the webpage. Hopefully, then they, they then subscribe to the podcast. And that's the whole idea. Get people involved. Uh, communicate with us via Facebook. Um, what else do you, anything else you want to say? Anything you want to plug? Trackupmovie.com? Trackupmovie.com, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, my name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. Track off. Track off, bitches. Bitches. So you just finished the episode and you're like, hey, that was fun. I'd like more Trek Off to put in my ear hole, to put into my brain part. Well, that's really easy. All you got to do is go to trekoffpodcast.com. There's over 100 hours of Trek Off. It's free. Just go there, trekoffpodcast.com, or search iTunes or whatever pod feed you use, or trekoffpodcast.com. That's really easy. You can also like us on Facebook where you'll hear information about everything that we do. Like us there, especially hearing about trekoffmovie.com. That's our movie. We're making a movie based on this. The trailer's there. Links are there. Trekoffmovie.com, trekoffpodcast.com. Thank you for listening and trek off.